0: All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome Wednesday everybody. Welcome to NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Thursday live broadcast where I teach business on New York Time watching or you're listening to, you know, the playback on the podcast um, or watching the uh, and you don't know who I am. I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I'm the host of the show. I'm consulting am a business formation firm. What that means is I help people like yourself get your business paperwork together. So things like getting your uh, articles of incorporation registered with the state, making sure you have EIN numbers and DUNS numbers appropriate contracts so you don't get burned by clients and business partners uh brand protection strategies so that people don't steal your business ideas and hiring policy sued for discrimination i help you set up all of these things for your business if you're wondering why i'm qualified to help you do these things i'm very happy that you margaret I am a licensed attorney, have been one for 15 years and counting. I've started multiple businesses for myself and others both online and offline. I have any entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support and most important, I'm very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everyone as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school. Hey, Stacy Joy uh, but a lot of you have amazing business ideas and are successful. There are just some things that you need to know. There's no way I brought it so that is why I'm here alright, so Uh, if you are in the startup phase of your business or you're thinking about starting a business or you've been in business for a little bit, but you could use some legal guidance on that structure, I'm the perfect way to do that is to go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. That is the only link in my bio on Instagram and all over my page on Facebook. Uh, there you can book yourself a free 15 minute consultation. Uh, if you are a first time client, you can also download the free biz launch cheat sheet that will help you choose and start your dream business in seven days or less also at Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm, that's where you can subscribe to the YouTube channel and the podcast so that you can catch up on episodes of this show. If you can't catch us live, you can always re-watch or listen on your own time. Uh, and at Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm is where you can access many of my video trainings. I have video training different aspects of business formation. So I have a training where I show you how to get an EIN number, where I show you how to get a DUNS number, where I show you how to put together an operating agreement. All right? So forward slash NPL consulting firm you know that's the best place to get in contact with me and at linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm is where you can also get your NPL legal dish mug if you are a fan of the show and you want to support uh, the mugs are in. We only have three left in this drop. There's only three of these left, so if you want yours, claim yours now, or you're going to have to wait till after Christmas. Uh, we also have the t-shirts on sale. I have the navy one, but we also have it in black and white. The black shirt has a... Wo- and the link forward slash NPL consulting firm. Go check that out. But that's enough of me shilling my wares. Let's get to the reason why we are here on this evening, all right? Uh, to uh, Tonight... Uh, We are here, excuse me, so if you know, and you're watching, you're like, what's going on here? Here's how it works. I pull stories from the news, stories that uh, you guys send to me, stories that I find on blog sites, anywhere I can find a story. And I pull the ones that have uh, lessons that we can learn as business owners and we discuss them. So this is a time for you to get involved. Please don't be shy. Please don't feel like, you know, you can't ask a question. I want you to ask your questions. I want you to give your comments as long as they're respectful, okay? Um, And it's more fun when we part together. So, strapping for ride. We getting started, okay? All right. Three that we are talking about tonight. Our first two stories are basically quick updates. Uh, uh, if you have been watching the show over the last years, particularly around election time. Uh I I covered this story a couple of times. If you know who the musical artist Young is, Hey 76 Groom okay? K. If you know who the musical Neil Young is, please give me an N in the comments, okay? Um if you know who Neil Young is, please give me an N in the comments. Uh if you didn't know Neil Young is an American songwriter and a singer, um one of his most famous songs is a song called Rockin' in the Free World. Neil Young is also a political activist. Um, thank you, I am Stacey Joy. Um, Neil Young is also, and thank, thank you, 76 Grimke. He's also a political activist. The thing is, during the election season, um, the Trump campaign was playing Neil Young's music at uh, their rallies, and they did not get Neil Young's permission. They did not have a license to use his music. So Neil Young um, filed a lawsuit against Trump and his campaign for copyright infringement because um, he didn't want them using his music. He said, I am not a Republican. I do not support Donald Trump. I don't want him playing my music at his rallies, right? So he had been going forward with the lawsuit, but then the um, the the campaign ended. And of course, we know the results. Um, you know, whether or not certain people want to believe it, Trump did not win. Um, but in the wake of that loss in the election, uh, Trump's loss, Neil Young has dropped his copyright suit against him. Um, now, this is this is uh this this case has been dismissed with prejudice which means that neil young cannot come back and refile this, uh, this law against Trump and the fact that this being just with prejudice, uh, settlement and that this, you are going bother you no more. Some people think that Neil Young was paid off and so I'm not really concerned about it anymore. So I want to know from you guys, do you think Neil Young, dr- Trump lost or do you think Neil Drum, Neil Young dropped the copyright infringement suit because there was a settlement between the Trump campaign? All right. And while you give me your answers to that, I want to let you guys know that while Neil Young may have dropped his lawsuit, um... That Trump is is not out of hot water when it comes to copyright infringement. He is still being sued uh, by Eddie Grant for his use of Electric Avenue during his campaign. So Trump has got lawsuits coming on all sides. Margaret is saying that there was a settlement. Okay, so she thinks some money changed hands. Does anybody think differently? Does anybody think that Neil Young was just like, you know what? Uh, the person that I didn't like didn't win. So I'm not, I don't really care about this lawsuit. Or do you think they were, sir, can you please stop suing us? Just take this money What do you guys think happened? Um... 76 Grunke said I I think I I think some money did change hands because at the end of the day Neil Young does have copyrights to his uh to his work and if you're using it without permission, you know, there are consequences to that. And Neil Young some of you know nobody artist, Neil Young knows what he's worth and he's going to say give me my money. Uh <coughs> moving excuse me. Yeah. Um yeah, so hold on. Uh, I am Stacey Joy said, I think he just dropped it. He lost. Okay. So Stacy Joy thinks that Neil Young just dropped it. Okay. Um, well, we don't know. All we know is that the suit is dropped, um, and that it's been dropped with pre- prejudice, which means that Neil Young cannot bring this lawsuit up again. Um, and even with that dropped, I'm sure that, you know, uh, soon to be X45, he has a lot more legal battles to worry about. So I'm sure he's glad that this is one less thing that he has to worry about. But transitioning um, into uh, our our next update. Uh, if you were here yesterday when we talked about Bob Dylan and Stevie Nicks, please give me the music note emojis. If you were here when we talked about Bob Dylan and Stevie Nicks, please give me the um, music note emojis. And if you were not here, here's what briefly happened. So Bob Dylan and Stevie Nicks, they are, you know, really well-renowned music songwriters and performers. Uh, Bob Dylan has a catalog of over 600 songs. Stevie Nicks has, you know, countless songs as well. Um, Both of them recently sold the rights to their catalogs to uh, music publishing companies. Bob Dylan got a payday of about three hundred million dollars, and Stevie Nicks got eighty million dollars, right? Um, and you know what? Well, these are great paydays, but I was wondering why? Why would two you know powerhouse, powerhouse, legendary songwriters be selling off the rights to their entire catalogs? Thank you for the music notes, seventy six Grimke. And I found an article today that might have given, um, you know, a, a, um, an explanation. Now, as we know, because of uh, COVID-19, the coronavirus, um, you know, there's no real touring going on. At least there shouldn't be. Uh, if you are a major artist, for the most part, you're, you're, you're not going out on the road. But the thing is, because of the changes in the music industry, because of the way things work now, most artists are currently making money from touring they 're not really making money on album sales, you know things like that, so they need to tour to keep the money coming in. but because a lot of artists have not been able to tour <laughs> said because they owed uh, but because a lot of artists have not been able to tour, they are not bringing in the money that they were before, so they are trying to find alternate sources of income. And what is that source of income that some of them are turning to? Their intellectual property. I tell you guys all the time, intellectual property is money in the bank. Like, even if if Bob Dylan was down to his last penny and he sold his music rights, he is $300 million richer. Stevie Nicks is $80 million richer. Why? Because they wrote something and they spent the money to protect that thing that they wrote, all right? So understand... That uh, the, the intellectual property is an asset. It is something that you can buy and sell to. Uh, hey, Nessie, time to make yourself, you know, richer or poorer. But um, th- but I I think it's interesting that you know artists are now trying to find ways to pivot in the, um, you know, in the pandemic to be able to bring in the, the same revenue that they were before, that they are willing to give up their intellectual property in their work. Uh, now it's probably be- okay for Bob Dylan and Stevie Nicks because, you know, they've been famous for a very long time. Bob Dylan has a six decade long career. Stevie Nicks, I don't think she's that far off as well. So, um... You know, they're not so concerned about it. But if you're a young and up up and coming artist, that could be a real problem for you, right? Um, but just to let y'all know, if you hear more stories of artists selling their rights to music groups, it's because they're trying to bring in more money because they can't tour. All right? Okay. Who? So those were our updates. Nessie time, I left my cup. Um, y'all make sure you get your cups. We only got three more on this round. Okay. Um, so let's move on to our next story. All right. Uh, now the first story that we talked about had to do with the, uh, election. Um, and this other story has to do with it as well. Um, now as it ha- if, if anyone has been t- paying attention to the news, you know that there are certain groups and pockets around the country that are protesting the election results. They are asking for it to be overturned. They are trying to sue in Supreme Court. There's a lot of shenanigans going on, particularly by uh, the Republican Party. In particular, uh, the Arizona GOP, meaning the organization that, resents, that represents uh, Rep- Republican supporters in Arizona. Uh, they were very, very upset about the elections, so much so that they uh, released a series of tweets that kind of raised raised some eyebrows. So um, apparently one of their, one of the people following them tweeted, um, you know, because they're protesting the election results, he tweeted, I'm willing to give my life for this fight. The Arizona GOP party found that tweet, retweeted it, and then said, he is, are you? And then one hour later, they posted a clip from um, a Rambo movie where Sylvester Stallone threatens to shoot someone in the face with an arrow. So think about, so again, let's put this in perspective. The organization that represents Republicans in Arizona basically said, we are willing to commit violence to protest this election result. And to, you know, kind of drive that nail in, they posted a clip from a Rambo movie. Rambo was the series of movies that starred Sylvester Stallone. And the particular clip that they used, um, was a clip where Rambo is threatening to shoot someone in the face with an arrow. Okay. Now, this did not go over well online. Twitter started going after the, you know, whoever handles the Arizona GOP account, um, and then the, uh, and then the Arizona GOP ended up taking, uh, you know, those series of tweets down. But they they didn't, you know, apologize. They said that they took the clip down because they were worried about copyright infringement. They didn't want, you know the people of, you know, whatever movie house handles Rambo to come after them for posting the clip. But I want to know from you, my esteemed audience, do you think that the Arizona GOP removed it because they were worried about copyright infringement or because they realized that they went too far, right? And that is why I entitled this episode, He Lost, Get Over It. Because Like, the election was in November, we are in December, there have been countless recounts, and you people are so burnt up over the fact that your candidate lost, that you are willing to commit violence, or at least insinuate that you are willing to commit violence because you didn't get the outcome that you wanted, either way. But I want to know from you guys, give me an answer. Do you think that they took it down because they were worried about violating copyrights, Or because they realized that they went too far. What do you think? Mm -mm -mm. I personally think it was um, the second option. I think they, you know, they realized that, you know, basically insinuating that they're going to fight people over a political decision wasn't the, wasn't the right way to go. And, but they didn't want to apologize and they were trying to save face. Stacey Joy thinks they did it because of copyright infringement. You have a much, uh, a much kinder view of them than I do. I, I honestly don't think it had to do with uh, being afraid of violating copyrights. I just think that they were being reckless. Um, AP Jackson said they really did not remove it because of copyright infringement. Nor did they remove it because they thought they went too far. They probably removed it because of the backlash they received you know what, you're right, you're right, and I misspoke, not saying that they thought they went too far, but yeah, they only took it down because Twitter was going after them, um, Margaret Massey said, copyright infringement, just cover up, it's just a cover up, they said that so Trump wouldn't get mad, <laughs> um, 76 Grim said, they crazy, all the above, Okay, so, you know, it could be a little bit of everything, you know, um, now I think that Sylvester Stallone is a Republican, so I don't know how he feels about the clip having been used, but, you know, yeah, there could have been an issue of copyright infringement if he didn't like the fact that they were using his clip, and then on top of the fact that you are basically threatening violence, you are a political party, right? Um, and, and, and because social media came after you and was like, whoa, 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 what do you think you're doing? You've got to go save face. So, um, the Arizona GOP took down all those tweets. They were actually, um, even their own party members, there was, um, a Republican senator who basically tweeted them and said, like, what is your problem? Are you really threatening violence? Um, So the Arizona GOP is just trying to clean some stuff up. Nessie Time said no because they went too far. Anytime someone is willing to kill another human being that has done them no harm makes them no better than terrorists. You tell it, Nessie Time. As much as this country is always, you know, we're always apparently afraid of being invaded by terrorists. What about the terrorists who are right here in our backyards? Okay, Margaret Massey said, as many songs that they didn't have permission to use, as many songs that they didn't have permission to use, it wasn't copyright infringement? I'm, uh, Margaret Massey, would you mind restating that statement? Because I'm not sure I understand. Um, but yeah, so Arizona GOP, get over it. The election's over. And, you know, where are you going to find a bow and arrow anyway? Okay. All right. Uh, moving on to our next story of the evening. Before we do that, I want to remind you guys that you are watching NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Thursday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If you are in the startup phase of your business and you are looking for some legal guidance to get you on the good foot of entrepreneurship, I am the person that you want to talk to. Go to linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm and book your coaching session with me today. All right. Um, Margaret, uh, and you can... Yeah, yeah, and you can book your session at linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm. Margaret Massey said they don't care nothing about copyright infringement. You right, you right. They don't because if the, if you were worried about that, you wouldn't have posted it in the first place. Um, but yeah, but that's just my opinion. All right, okay. Moving on to our next story. If you are a Nipsey Hussle fan or you have heard of Nipsey Hussle, please give me. The 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 drag race flag emoji, that black and white checkered flag. If you know who Nipsey Hustle is, if you're a Nipsey Hustle fan, give me the the Nipsey Hustle marathon flag, that black and white checkered flag. Okay? Now while you do that, um if you didn't know Nipsey Hustle uh was a, a hip hop artist who was unfortunately killed. Um, he was doing a lot of investment in his community. I am Stacey Joyce. Said, okay. Nipsey. Yes. Okay. You like Nipsey. Um, you know, he was doing a lot in his community. He was, you know, a former gang member who like turned his life around doing investments. Um, he had a couple of kids and unfortunately his life was cut very short, but Nipsey Hustle was, you know, a very responsible, thank you 76 Grimke for the, for the flag. He was a very responsible businessman. And he had his affairs in order. So, you know, um, Nipsey Hussle's estate has has recently been appraised. And they have uh, come to the conclusion that Nipsey Hussle's estate is worth about $4.1 million. Now, that is nothing to sneeze at, right? Um, as his children, he has two children, I believe. And, uh, you know, once they reach the age of majority being 18, they will each inherit 50% of his estate. But what I thought was interesting about this um, appraisal is that about 25% of Nipsey Hussle's um, estate value comes from intellectual property. It comes from trademarks, meaning trademarks for his name, his likeness, his voice, his signature, or his photo He got all of those protected to the point that those trademarks are worth about a million dollars, which is about 25% of his entire estate, okay? So when I talk to you guys about the value of intellectual property, that intellectual property is money in the bank, I'm not kidding. Look at, by protecting his intellectual property assets, Nipsey Hustle was able to increase his net worth value by 25%. Um, now this is something that may grow with time because who knows what they're able to do with the Nipsey Hustle brand. I am Stacey Joyce said wow. Yeah, that like that's a lot. That is a lot. So you really have to commend Nipsey Hustle for knowing the value of his brand, for knowing the value of his name and, you know, everything that he was doing. Um, and he's, you know, he's secured, he has financially secured his children, you know, for the future. Now, $4 million isn't going to last forever, but I'm sure that he had great financial, you know, advisors around him who are going to make sure that that money is put into good use so that it can grow for the children. Uh, but, Nipsey Hussle was definitely a guy who was about his business and knew how to protect himself. And because of his, you know, business savvy and understanding the value of intellectual property, $1 million of his $4 million appraised estate uh, comes just from his intellectual property. So I think that's pretty dope. Okay. So, you know, when we're talking about intellectual property, this is not a game. It's not a game. It's real money in your pocket. Okay. All right. And we are coming to our last story of the evening. And this is more kind of a pondering question for you guys. I want to know what you think about this. So as you know, um, over the last few months, there, there there have been a lot of, you know, movements by the Black, the Black Lives Matter movement, and a lot of companies have been mo- pushed to um, let go of, you know, what's been considered racist brands. Quaker Oats dropped, uh, you know, Aunt Jemima, the company that does Uncle Ben, uh, you know, they dropped the Uncle Ben trademark. And the company that does Eskimo Pies, they dropped the Eskimo Pies trademark. Now, what that means is they literally, they abandoned the trademarks, meaning they no longer have access to them. They're no longer using them, right? Because they see that the tide is changing And that, you know, they don't, they don't want their customer, they don't want to alienate their customer base, right? So these companies are abandoning their trademarks, but there is a company out here that is trying to capitalize on all of these trademark abandonments. There is a company out here by the name of Retro Brands, and they specialize in purchasing, you know, um, abandoned trademarks from old brands or things that are no longer around and, you know and bringing them back out, remanufacturing them. So, uh, this company retro brands, they are attempting to, um, get the trademarks for aunt Jemima, uncle Ben's and Eskimo pies so that they can either, you know, license it out to another company or, you know, make the products themselves because they feel like you know Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben they have they have been transformed over time. They no longer have the racist connotations, da 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 da. So I want to know what you think about this because the larger companies they are dropping these trademarks because they understand that the tides are changing when it comes to you know how you represent your brand what do you think about this company trying to purchase these old trademarks now what they're doing is perfectly legal there's nothing wrong with it it's perfectly legal but from a social standpoint high shea heels what do you think about this company, Retro Brands, buying these old trademarks that have racist roots? Do you think it's just a smart business move or do you think they're not reading the room? What do you guys think? What do you guys think? I, I can understand uh, the, the business plan behind this because there there is a company that specifically specializes in you know bringing back to life old you know snack brands and things like that but it's usually something like Dunkaroos it's not something that was legitimately started from a racist root like Aunt Jemima or Uncle Ben's even Eskimo pies because Eskimo that is a derogatory term for Inuit people so what do you think about retro brands trying to revive these trademarks? Um uh, Margaret Massey said they're not they're not reading the room. Okay? Anybody else have an opinion? Anybody else have an opinion? Anybody else? Anybody else? Um yeah, I think that retro brands they're kind of being tone deaf particularly at this time. You know that, you know, while it's not as fraught as it was, you know, a few months ago, we are still, you know, in a place where people are very sensitive about race and racial issues. 76 Grim K said they don't care. It's a business move to profit at some point down the road. Absolutely. They're not not—they're not thinking about the, the political aspects. They are just thinking about the bottom line, you know, in dollars and cents. Because they're like, look, there are some people on here, on here that still want to buy Aunt Jemima, that still want to buy Uncle Ben's, that still want to buy Eskimo pies. And we want that population, right? Um... Nessie Times said they are only focused on the money and not what they represent. I am Stacy Joyce said that sucks that they are not considering others' feelings. Yeah, um, Margaret Massey said I didn't know Eskimo was racist. Yes, the term Eskimo is actually racist. Um, uh, the, uh, I believe the the people who the word Eskimo is used to refer to they prefer to be uh, they prefer to be called Inuits. Okay. High bug, 1391. Yeah. So retro brands, I think, you know, if it's like, you know, it's one thing to be capitalist minded, but we are in an age where people are not just buying your product, they are investing in your company. And if they feel like your company is not, you know, aligning with their values, they're not going to shop with you. Uh, my, yeah, So retro brands may want to think about, you know, the, 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 um, may want to think about if the pros of, you know, getting these trademarks reinstated outweighs the cons because what if you alienate a large population of your, uh, of your, um, customers, right? Um, but yeah. Uh, we will have to wait and see what happens. Now they don't have the trademarks yet. They are applying for them. So it's not even, you know, sure that they're going to get it, but we will just, um, keep ourselves abreast of that. And I will update you if I find any, uh, any, any updates. Okay. Uh, so those were the stories that I had for you this evening. Um, thank you guys for your participation. Thanks for hanging out with me. Uh, you guys were awesome as usual. Um, thank you guys for your response to the merch. Like I said, we only have three more of these cups yet left for this drop. If you want yours, you should get it now because if you don't get it now, you're gonna have to wait until after Christmas. We still have the shirts, we got about nine left. We got nine left of these. Stacy Joy got hers yesterday. I'm bringing it, I'm tending to the post office tomorrow, Stacey Joy. I'm gonna have the, you're gonna see the videos and everything of me at the post office. Um, But, yeah, I was really nervous to release this merch, but you guys have really had a positive response, and, you know, I I really appreciate it. So, thank you for that. Um, So, we will be back here tomorrow with more stories. Please, um, you know, take care of yourselves. Come back and join me. You know, I like hanging out with you guys. You're all in my posse. Uh, and you know, it's, it's a real joy to come here and be able to share these stories with you guys and know that, um, I'm providing you with valuable information and that, you know, you enjoy the stories because I know that these these topics can seem dry, but you know, when we apply them to real life, you know, they, they, they seem a little more zesty. <laughs> All right. So that is where I'm going to leave you for tonight. Um, I will talk to you tomorrow at 8 PM Eastern standard time. Take care of yourselves, wash your hands, wear your masks, um, and social distance. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Good night.